Mindset Athlete Podcast, and I'm your host, James Roberts. I'm a two-time Paralympian and owner of James Robert Fitness, which is an online training, nutrition, and mindset coaching business. First of all, I'd like to thank Lauren Williams for suggesting this quote to the show. An athlete is a mindset. It's how you prepare, think, and execute. Not because of some elite status or physical stature. Anybody can be an athlete. By Chris Hoth. And each week on The Mindset Athlete, we like to bring you inspirational athletes, a message, or experts talking about human optimization to teach you how to change your perception of your mindset and become 1% better. And on today's show, I've got Amy Truesdale. She is a GB para taekwondo athlete who has qualified for Tokyo 2020, now Tokyo 2021. So welcome on to the show, Amy. Thank you, James. Thank you for having me. Well, the pleasure's all mine. So you've got the privilege of being a current athlete, the first one on the show. Yeah, I know. Really fortunate to thank you. So the first question I've got off straight off the bat, how did you get into into Taekwondo? Um, well, I first started, it was many years ago now, I started in 1997, so I was only eight years of age at the time. Um, the reason why I actually got involved with it, it was actually my parents. They just thought, um, with myself, I had my sister as well, having two young girls um, doing martial arts would be a valuable life skill, so they took us along to a local Taekwondo club, and from then on there, um, I fell in love with it straight away. And then just continued to to go training every week and get to the stage where I'm at now. Did you did you think at eight years old you'd ever get to where you are now though? Um, I did a different style of taekwondo, so it wasn't um, an Olympic style. So at the time, I thought I was going to be a champion, but I just didn't know in what capacity. And um, because I did love it straight away, and I thought this is something I'm going to continue to do. And obviously. Well, this current situation has obviously hampered your preparations for 2020. Talk us through the highs and lows that initially, before they ultimately made a decision to postpone the games, what was it like for a current athlete to kind of go through those hardships? Um, I think I just dealt with it very well, to be honest. I think I've remained positive um, throughout um, obviously, with COVID, um, I accepted the games would be postponed. So when it was actually announced, I wasn't as shocked. And I don't think it hit me as hard because I realised, yeah, that was the correct decision um, to be made. So um, my preparations for training still continued exactly the same. I've had amazing support from my support staff that I um, do work with. So they were in contact with me online and throughout the whole of lockdown to make sure my preparations weren't exactly the same as what they would if I was in the uh, gym. So talk us through, because obviously I'd seen some of your videos that you posted on Instagram of you training at home. How did you motivate yourself to to obviously, because obviously I've been in that environment of elite sport, but never had to overcome some of the struggles that you guys have had to endure? Um, I think because we all prepared well um, to train at home, we had the sufficient equipment that we needed um, 
to do the best we could of our sessions. And I think I'm well, repeating myself really the support that we did have during lockdown from the staff, coaches, that was amazing. So because we're in regular contact, we were sent through training plans. We were doing a lot of videos online so everyone could monitor um, the progress and the maintenance that we were keeping up throughout lockdown. So it, it did go really smoothly. So in terms of the transition from going home back into, I've seen a few of the videos that you've done in, in the HQ itself. Has it been like a smooth smooth transition back then? Yeah, it's just been a gradual process. So obviously we've not been going mental, um, training too much because we want to minimise injury and stuff. So it's just been very gradual just to transition us back in and touch wood, everything's gone really well at the moment. And obviously coming back to the, you it, you be ah, I can't speak. Coming back to the question of it being your Paralymp- first Paralympics as an athlete, but then also the first for Parataekwondo being involved mm-hmm. in the movement. What kind of emotion does that bring to you? Um, I just think it's amazing, really. I think um, because obviously I'm the first person to qualify for the Paralympics in uh, Parataekwondo, and the fact that it's making its debut. Um, yeah, I feel like just really proud of myself, really, that, um, you know, there was a time where um, Paratype One wasn't even um, a full-time programme. So the fact that my achievements have made um, this like a reality, um, I'm just really proud and obviously very excited um, about the event itself. And do you think because of being surrounded by obviously Olympic champions, Olympic medalists, do you think there's added pressure or kind of that pressure is alleviated because of that support that you have close-knitted around? They can kind of guide you a little bit more of what the, a, a Games is going to, in a sense, feel like without having the first yeah. experience for yourself? I, yeah, I suppose it's a bit mixed, really, obviously. Um, I will feel some pressure at some point because I'm the first person to do it and it's the first Games. Um, so obviously I do want to medal and people would expect me to medal. But again, um, yeah, we have got a good support network. We have got Olympic athletes, Olympic medalists within um, our training facility. So even me having conversations with those sort of athletes just to get a bit of an understanding of what a games is actually like that will be really beneficial for myself um so yeah a little bit of pressure obviously but um overall there's enough people that I can talk to and um, to give me a bit more insight and to give some insight obviously to the, the program as a whole Amy is it very much similar to if I use my, my experiences of leading up into a games of something like uh, GB Rome where it's one program until the Olympics and Paralympics is Taekwondo very much like that as a program then? Um, yeah it is really so um, our facility we have the Olympic side and the Paralympic side so we've got we call them pods we have an Olympic pod where all the girls train the boys train um, in their pod and then the para team train in theirs so we all train together and then obviously do our competitions and then accumulate points throughout the year and then it will be the top four in Paratide Window or the top six that will then qualify for the Games. Do you think that's for you in particular, Amy, uh, coming from obviously it being a able-bodied sport when you started very young, 
yeah you see it as no as no different and the disability is is it is what it is um yeah i suppose so i think though with paratype wonder because the rule changes are very different to able-bodied and i think the category i'm in it does it's quite more it's a lot more complex so i have my left arm missing but the category allows um ladies who've got cp ladies who've got ms they might have two functioning arms so therefore they would be at an advantage because they can actually block with both arms across the body protecting that's where i'm trying to score so yeah i suppose there's pros and cons to it all together and because there is a vast um disabilities within my category but um yeah, it's just one of those things. Everyone's enjoying it and still doing the best they can. So that's all you can ask for, really. And obviously for the, for you being British, how inspirational on your career was London 2012 then? Um, yeah, I think it was amazing. I can remember watching it. Um, obviously, Jay Jones, she was so young, being the first female. So I do look at her and think, hopefully I will be like the power version of Jade and... Um, with it being my first game, hopefully I can do the same and hopefully get gold. Well, it's the, the, well, I'll give you a little bit of, uh, I think it was easier for me personally for my first games to be out of the UK because so, I think there's uh, less, less pressure to a certain extent because you are an unknown uh, and, and be it you don't have the media spotlight as much as obviously London the sport I competed in weren't going to medal but that's a different one altogether but I think there was maybe some unrealistic aspirations whereas I think being away from the UK obviously you within the internal camp of of of, of GB, GB Taekwondo probably have yeah expectations of your of yourself obviously you being a strong, a st- quite strong-willed individual. Anyway, from what I, from what I get, speaking to you, you probably have aspe- expectations of yourself to, to kind of target. So I think it's, it's probably like a blip you've had to adjust, and that's about it. It's just got the support. It's an extra fourteen months, and you've probably taken it on board. Well, what can I deliver more when now I've got extra time? Yeah, definitely. I think it's just, you just need to see it as another opportunity to improve for the next um, 14 months instead of being like this hot and just think of what like extra sort of gains that you can make during that time. Has lockdown given you a chance to obviously focus on the social social media perspective of, of you as a brand a little bit when you didn't have to obviously obviously you've got to train but you didn't have to obviously uh travel to train so you can focus on showing a different side to you and obviously you did Um, did. yeah to be honest I don't really post a lot on my social media and I did I did probably was a little bit more active um during lockdown and I think it's just good um just on reflection myself to see how I am improving within the training within the kicks so um yeah I think it's really good that I did post a lot more and just make more people aware of um, what all the power athletes are actually doing like prior to the games well I think a lot I think a loads of you have and it's, it's showing well 
the resolve, the adaptability to okay, I've got to I've got to train from home, make do for I think about twelve thirteen weeks, some probably a little bit longer, but the swimmers yeah. probably have to wait a little bit longer. Um, but you've made do, you've adjusted. I I, I probably applaud you for that because that's a form of resiliency in terms of okay it's the hand I've been dealt I'm not I'm not going to play the victim I'm going to adjust and then and and train it train accordingly obviously with the supervision that you talked about with the support that you've got yeah yeah definitely um so yeah it did it just went really well I think you can go one way or the other it either yeah feel sorry for yourself sit on the sofa don't do anything or just do as much as you can with your training that's what I decided to do because it was very uncertain how long we were actually going to be in lockdown for um so if I'd have done that if I'd have just sat and chilled out for 12 weeks I know I would have been physically unfit coming back and I I did not want to be in that situation where I was struggling so I did actually come back feeling fresh and kicking really well so um yeah good that I kept with the training otherwise I think it would have been a very hard transition back into the centre. What do you put that down to in terms of having because people will say that's willpower motivation what would you put that down to you personally? Um just motivation because just because like my um um the games has obviously been postponed I can't really take my foot off the gas. I've still got to keep going. And, and I think if you get too relaxed, then it's even harder to get motivated. So just keep them ticking over. Keep them um, It was just good motivation. Have you always been like that as an individual then? Um, I think I've improved um, as I've got older. I think obviously when you're younger, you can let things distract you and your motivation cannot be as... No, it's not as up there, but yeah, I think I've definitely improved within the last few years. So you see it as, and I don't like using this say, a, a, a glass half full approach then in terms of I can always top it up. Yeah, definitely. I think there's always um, room for success and room to improve. So yeah, just keep going. So my penultimate question to you then, Amy if you had to sit down with any athlete, dead or alive, who would that be? And then why? Oh, this is a very tough question. I think from like a martial art point of view, it would have to be Bruce Lee. And that's just because his training was intense from like the books I've read about him. I think his just philosophy in general and his thinking and way of life and how positive he was, I think, yeah, Bruce Lee, he would probably be the person I would sit down with and have the conversation. I think you're the second person to say that on this show. So that's a very, <laughs> be a very interesting topic. Obviously, the person has a different way on a multitude of, of him kind of being ahead of his time, not just from martial artist perspective and stunts, but just mindset and all things. Yeah. Kind of ahead of his time, well, like probably like 30, 40, 50 years before that, obviously, had been recognized now. So, my final question to you then, Amy, uh, I'd like to end on on this note 
for every episode. If you had to summarize then what we've been speaking about today into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? One sentence. Um, my little motto that I would use all the time would be, it's your ability, not your disability that matters. And I just think, yeah, I think it speaks volumes. I think as a para-athlete himself, you can get judged. I think people don't think you can achieve stuff. But if you show your ability outshines your disability, then I think you're winning. So that would be my final sentence for today. So once again, Amy, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Athlete Podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was really good talking to you. Yeah. Must be my pleasure. If you like this episode, please do share it with your friends and do let Amy and I know what you thought of the episode by tagging us over on Instagram at Truesdale Amy. That's T-R-U-E-S-D-A-L-E-A-M-Y and at James O. Roberts 11. And again, you can do the same on Twitter and Facebook. Additionally, if you had any Further questions, don't hesitate to shoot them over as well. And finally, don't forget to check out Amy out on Instagram at Truesdale Amy. That's T-R-U-E-S-D-A-L-E-A-M-Y. And as always, do check out my free content at fitamputee.co.uk and click on the tab Resources. But not forgetting, I've also started a new Facebook group, especially for the podcast, which you can find by typing in The Mindset Athlete. And last but not forgetting, I've also rebranded my other Facebook group to Adapt, Master and Improve Your Exercise and Diet to help you lose 10 plus pounds. So make sure to check those links out. They will be in the description. You can find all the show notes at mindsetgame.lipson.com under the category Sport. So once again, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next week for another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast.